lot of political conversation bleeding into areas like TikTok. And I'm curious uh, what that social media platform does for you. I find I just spend a lot of money whenever I'm on TikTok because you're just constantly scrolling and seeing these amazing products that seem to work for everyone else. And so you're just sort of like constantly shelling out cash in every way. But it actually can be really good or really bad, depending on who you ask, for people self-diagnosing medical concerns. There's so much information on there. I mean, it is really a deep, deep well. There's a reason that you really have to put a self-timer on your on yourself or maybe even on your phone to give yourself a break because you can really just go down this endless rabbit hole of searching, and that includes for medical concerns. So what do doctors think about this? We're going to get the perspective of family and aesthetic physician in Vancouver, Dr. Sangeeta Nadaraja. Dr. Nadaraja, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. So you are seeing a trend now when it comes to people coming into your office and having diagnosed themselves via TikTok. What's been going on? Absolutely. People go down the TikTok rabbit hole and learn all sorts of things. And I think it can actually be helpful. According to the WHO, uh, one of the social determinants of health is actually um, access to health information. And it can account for 30 to 55% of health outcomes. So I think it's a positive thing that the more information people get, the more they understand their bodies and the better decision making, the better decisions that they can make. And also it helps their self-esteem because they know what's going on. It probably also helps to clarify the situation a little bit when they come in and speak to a physician because they're sort of armed with that information already. So it gives them confidence and understanding of what questions to ask and what the possibility could be going on within their body and how to treat it and possibly how to prevent it. I'm not surprised that people are doing this because A, TikTok is very, very addictive, but also because I think that (laughs) we've been doing this for a really long time, you know, Googling symptoms and going onto WebMD. I mean, this isn't new for us. Now we just sort of have a different form of it in TikTok and people sharing information, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if you go on TikTok, there's a variety of providers on there. So there's some great expert advice. And there's also some people that just say things that don't make any sense. So I think the issue is being able to discern what's evidence-based versus what's misinformation. So I think it's helpful to see a healthcare provider no matter what TikTok you watch. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably true no matter what conversation you're talking about is that there could be information that's really well-researched and evidence-based, and then there could be just total misinformation out there. So are there are there some examples that you can give that you've seen where people are maybe following medical advice um, that isn't necessarily based in research or isn't the wisest to follow? Because there are a lot of people that, t- that talk about health hacks and biohacking and different health options on TikTok. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's one really interesting one, which is nature's Ozempic, which is berberine. And so, you know, Ozempic in general has become a huge trend, I think, in the last mm-hmm. couple of months. And so berberine is kind of a natural supplement that people can take. Um, however, it's not really efficacious for um, everyone, and there's not a lot of evidence to show that it's necessarily helpful for weight loss for all people. So that's one that I've seen quite often. Hmm. Would you would you suggest that the ones that people should maybe be concerned about are the ones that are pushing an agenda or pushing sales for a certain item? Should those be the ones that kind of you know, ding off some red flags? Absolutely. And and also when there's videos that say, you know, this is the only way to do it and make things kind of a black or white issue, because, you know, nothing in medicine is necessarily black and white. There's lots of areas of gray. So I think if there's information saying, you know, don't do this, everything you say your doctor is telling you is completely wrong to really have the red flag when it comes to that.
I'm surprised that your perspective is is not necessarily entirely negative, pertaining to people self-diagnosing themselves on on TikTok. Is this is this sort of widely felt uh, amongst the medical community, or are some physicians a little bit more skeptical about people arming themselves with TikTok information? I think a lot of physicians are skeptical. Uh, I mean, I'm a millennial myself, so I think that accessing TikTok is also a cultural and generational thing. So I think that you have to keep up with the times when you are a physician, whether it's medical research, you know, reading journals, things like that. But I also think that social media is a huge impact in the world that we live in. Hmm. Doctor, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon and uh, for explaining this. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks again. Of course. That's Dr. Sangeeta Nadaraja, family anesthetic physician in Vancouver, talking about now the rise in people diagnosing themselves via TikTok. I'm wondering if you have done this as well. (laughs) TikTok can be addictive for a lot of reasons, including if you're trying to figure out something medical.